start okay welcome to another uh, edition of football daily podcast or you can call it eat sleep football repeat today we are going to be discussing the amazing second leg of champions league matches there was just so much drama there and after that we are going to be each uh, discussing about our team of the season for the premier league okay so let's just start off with the, with one of the best games that we've seen in the last I don't know how many years in the Champions League. It was... It was New Tocco on Man City at the Etihad. And what a... What, a, what an amazing game, Eman. What was the initial thought about this game? You, you should be telling, right? Because uh, it was 2-1 up to what, 11 or 12 minutes and everyone was like going crazy. And uh, I, I still remember you were telling that uh, I'm very afraid of Tottenham getting the away goal. Exactly. And uh, this time. Yeah, and if they get those away goals, uh, that might cost City. And that exactly happened. So, I think, yeah, Tottenham, Tottenham went with an attacking approach, which obviously I expected. And Sean Wenman, who I was expecting to perform, uh, to go to amazing goals. I think uh, one, one I felt uh, Edison could have saved, but I think that was unlucky with him. And then I think... uh yorente's goal was a bit controversial i think uh, when you watch it closely on var uh, it was probably his thigh so i think the referee was kind of right to uh, give it a goal so i think very very controversial game and then again city's goal getting ruled out which obviously caused uh, a lot of controversy uh with var but i think but i think all the decisions on the game were very fair and i think tottenham uh, you know deserve to go on away goals because i think their attacking approach uh, the, with the way they got those away goals was absolutely brilliant and i think uh, they, they they obviously couldn't deal with the threat of man city because as soon as that man city uh, midfield was getting control of the ball in the midfield i think they were just absolutely brilliant and they were just uh, battering the tottenham Tottenham backline, and I think uh, the start, the start of the game just showed how strong these teams had, uh, you know, come prepared to just uh, have a very good go at this encounter. But I think Man City at the end uh, fell short, and I think Tottenham, with uh, with all due respect to their efforts, I think they deserve to go. True, I think. Is there a worse way to go out in the Champions League than last-minute goal? It was like it was like the Aguero moment in 2008. Like it was just all I've never seen the Etihad that noisy like since that time ever. Like that was noisiest I've seen the Etihad in a long, long time. Brilliant. It was all ruled out in the end by VAR. But that first 20 minutes, it was just insane. Like from a neutral position, it was superb to watch. But like as a city fan just son scoring those two goals in a matter of 3 minutes it was heartbreaking and both both of those goals were scored due to errors by laporte and like i'm not pointing fingers at laporte or anything because he's been our best center back but he it those two goals could have been avoided and uh, then it was just the first 20 minutes was like playing fifa on the console like whenever you go on yeah. it Scoring one or two, we are scoring one goal. Like it was just seriously insane. And just want to point out the Bruyne's performance. Like seriously, he was he gave one of the best performances by a midfielder I've seen in my life. Like I don't know when he plays, he's the best midfielder in the world. I feel like you have to agree. I guess means you you talk about Pogba and you talk about Modric, but I've not seen them give such a performance. And I feel his performance will be forgotten in this. 
massive game like because of the loss and sterling's performance was also superb like all around it was just great performance and uh, i think pep messed the trick there when sissoko got off he should have gone more attacking he should have like uh, but he got on fernandinho for kevin de bruyne i think later on in the game but he should have got on sane earlier so that he could have caused them more attack more uh, sorry more threat going forward so yeah, i think pep missed the trick there but it was great it was great uh, a viewing experience for both both of both of us yeah i agree I think uh, City really played well. I think the way they played uh, against Spurs uh, in the Champions League, I think if they, well, that that's a clear indication that uh, Spurs uh, will find it very very hard if they were to get any result uh, against them when they play them at the Etihad uh, at this weekend in the Premier League. So I think uh, I think uh, it's going to be very very tough for uh, uh, Spurs to get a result. And I think City, if they play the way they did against Spurs, I think. they'll be easy easy winners and i think you know city i, I don't know why city couldn't show such a performance in the first leg but i think exactly second yeah, leg yeah, yeah they, they, they could have gone they could have gone all all guns firing in the first leg and then i think tottenham being new to their home i think uh, it would have put him put in more pressure on them i think uh, and uh, i think city city would have found it easy to probably uh, cut them open and probably uh, get some points and i think Uh, they, the the way uh, they played in the second leg was absolutely amazing and i think they should have played the same way in the first leg in order to you know probably go on through easily so i think but fair play to tottenham i think tottenham versus ajax should be an absolutely amazing match in the semi finals it all comes down to the first leg though that aguero miss penalty like i don't know how much yeah. repercussion that's going to have on the rest uh, I, i mean it already has had some repercussion but i don't know if we, if we don't win the premier league either this Campaign can be considered a bit because we were going for the quad at one point, and if we end up with only two trophies, which is possible, of course, then it'll be really disheartening for us. But I th- uh, he missed the trick again by not playing De Bruyne in the first leg. I don't know why he did that. He went with Fernandinho and Gundogan. I don't think he should go with that ever. But like if he would have played De Bruyne, and yeah, if he would have played De Bruyne, I think would have added something in our attack, which was not present in that first leg. So. it all comes down to the first leg where we lost one day and it was it was a good performance by spurs but we could have easily got to them and played the way we did today and we could have easily won uh, we could have easily got a result there okay and now talking about the lorente handball like do you think it was a hand first of all yeah i, I just mentioned uh, like uh, initially when i when it went in i thought it went off his body but then when uh, you know we uh, showed uh, showed the replay for a moment i thought uh, it was probably uh, uh, his hand that came in between uh, that uh, that allowed the goal to go in but uh, later on when they you know uh, played back uh, those a uh, couple of times i think uh, they realized that uh, it was not actually his hand it was uh, probably his thigh that uh, came into contact when the goal went in so i think uh that's the reason why the referee uh, you know allowed that goal i think that that was fair play to be honest i, I felt uh, after watching the, uh, those replays again and again i know his hand was close to his thigh but i think uh, there was no contact of his hand uh, in that uh, situation so i think it, it was a fair goal for me okay i i have to disagree with you here i i thought it was a hand i think i think it clearly it is a hand uh, but i think uh, 
but i think uh, I, even after watching the referee i think uh, I, i think if there was a contact of the hand then i think we are could have easily ruled it out but i think after looking at that i think it was uh, there was a contact of his thigh because of which the referee gave the goal no but the uh, there was a angle after the game with the shot i guess which showed it clearly hitting lorente's hand so uh, one question to you last year like is it if it will hit lorente's hand like do you think it should have been a goal Uh, then definitely not uh, because you know uh, a normal referee would have given it without VAR because uh, if, even if he knew that it, it was a hand because uh, he would have thought that uh, his hand is in an unnatural position and uh, that that that's something that cannot be uh, you know done anything with so I think a normal referee would have uh, without VAR would have uh, I think given it a goal but I think with VAR if that was a hand then I think it should have been disallowed for me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, I, I, I think it, it, it hit the hand. Like I, I think it hit the hand, and it shouldn't have been allowed. But I'm, a, I'm, I, I can be kind of biased in these kind of situations. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> anyway, so it was uh, at the last. It, Christian Eriksen's heart must have been in his mouth. Like when he gave that back pass, and when Raheem Sterling scored, it could have been like, uh, it, it could have been like the Aguero moment, like I said before, and. it would have been kind of christian eriksen's fault but the var ruled it out and yeah but it was fair for us and uh, it was because bernardo silva caught the deflection uh, that it, it that was ruled offside yeah, that was the important part there so anyway yeah. and anyway, yeah, one more thing i would like just to say like people saying uh, city were going for the unprecedented uh, quadruple but i think you know in, with all due respect to what city has got uh, with the squad and or everything i think city did not deserve the quadruple to be honest because uh, if you look at the fa cup run and if you look at the champions league run it, it's been so easy to be honest and uh, you know then never really faced the testing opposition but i think uh, spurs were op- um, even spurs were probably not as a test uh, not as a testing opposition compared to some of the other european giants but i think uh you know if city did not win the quadruple i think because they don't deserve to uh with the kind of fixtures they had but i think if they want to win the quadruple they might win it in the future uh but i think if if you when you win the quadruple and the trebles and all those stuff i think it's important that you get or uh, you know you beat the best of the teams in europe and domestically and then you win the uh, win those big things i think uh, if you look at uh, one of the big, biggest achievements in the history of football we beat uh, united treble in 99 or maybe you call you call inter milan treble uh, if you look at all those biggest treble uh, there there were legendary teams who competed with other legendary teams who could have won it uh, you know uh, with close margins but i think those those uh, former sides those legendary sides they they faced a lot of hard work and they did a lot of hard work and they went through all those difficult fixtures uh, to be honest to win those big things and i think city winning the quadruple with the run that they have it it, it would have been just the case uh, that you you just literally buying those four trophies uh, with the money that they spent i mean like uh, when i was watching uh, city versus spurs you know guardiola was kind of deciding uh, for his third substitute among jesus and sane i mean like look look at the quality of gabriel jesus and leroy sane i mean like the those quality of players you have to have it have them on your bench it's just it just shows you that uh, pep has an open checkbook and 
uh had an open checkbook and i think uh you know it's just about spending rootless money i think that's not kind of fair on football i think ffp should take some action on that uh in my opinion with all due respect to city but i think uh, the way guardiola failed uh, even after spending that much money and even after having the quality of the squad that he has i think it's it's, it's kind of a big let down for him and man city to be fair barcelona has spent more than us in the last 4 years i would say uh, liverpool has spent more than us in the last two seasons i would say like it's not that we are just spending money you can't take away from guardiola anything he's the best manager in the world like he must be, yeah, he can be among the best managers ever like i don't he's he's up there probably but i don't think you you can he always gets this like you get the money but uh, you get uh, money from the sheik but you need a clear idea for a rebuild and pep guardiola had that you can say that about chelsea as well like they bought the premier league in 2004 or 5 and uh, yeah i i think that uh, this is just unfair for just city in general and pep guardiola like it, it, it's it's not just that he's buying players he knows what he wants players and that's why he's getting them and uh, yeah i i i think that was and uh, talking about the fixtures i think uh, it 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 is true in like uh, such a in in uh, context but i think we beat chelsea in the uh, like uh, carabao cup final uh, we beat uh, yeah till then our run was quite easy but i think you can't decide the fixtures by i i don't think the fixtures okay like uh, fixtures are not in our hands that's what i'm basically saying so anyway just not let's not just make this a debate about city okay uh, yeah okay what uh, like what repercussions does this have on pep guardiola like do what what do you think is 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 uh, can he win the champions league with city do you think in the future because he's gone out at the quarter final in two successive years and they lost to monaco do you think guardiola can win uh, what has gone for guardiola what has gone wrong for guardiola and quarter final or uh, in the champions league in general I, i wanted to ask like we we lost to monaco 2 years ago we lost to liverpool last year and now now we are going out to spurs like all three teams we could have beaten uh, but it was just like
yeah i agree with you there we we do have a tendency to let in goals in, in like narrow margins like uh, in 5 minutes last uh, time liverpool scored two goals i think it was something like that but yeah i think the first legs are a big problem for us so let's end this here and uh, let's move on to your game manchester united against barcelona and this was just a messy masterclass i don't think anyone could have done like the amount of time he turned phil jones inside and out it was just sad to see him like that man like i, was, I don't think anyone could have my man mark messi there what was your initial reaction
Okay, just want to point out that you mentioned Pogba and Martial, and I think they deserve this criticism because they have to be the leaders. That But in these big games, I think it is Pogba is the best player in this club. You would agree, right? Yeah. yeah so it is his responsibility to take the game by the scruff of the neck. Like you, you, you take uh, like, uh, and it's also Martial. Like you take Chelsea for example. Who is one player when they are down that like they look up to? Eden Hazard, and he and he can, and he does it time and time again. Not saying that Martial is as good as Eden Hazard, but Pogba, I think, except that Chelsea FA Cup game, I have not seen him. Perform that well. The, I have not seen him perform um, that great against any big in any big team in any big game. Sorry, that is that has been my big 
criticism paul pogba like he is he is one of the best midfielders in the world he should be controlling games like and and that barcelona midfield was there for the taking like he could have easily out maneuvered them like it was not it No, but uh, like I, I talked about Eden Hazard. Like when he's down, when the team, like you saw against Liverpool, two nil, he was still making those runs. He was taking on people. He was, third. he, he was dribbling past two people on his own. Like Pogba should be doing that. He should be taking people on. Like I didn't see him like uh, take on many people in that game. Like he should be making the runs and expecting the balls, and he should be.
Yeah, but uh, you take a look at his performance in the last two games, like West Ham, Watford. Like he didn't make a difference there also. Like so, what's up with him then? Because if if we can't take Okay, so just let's just end end this game with this note. Then we move on to a game which I would like to keep short, like Liverpool Porto. What did you think of it? Like just thirty seconds. Like what is the short analysis? Anything of notice in this game? And of course, one of the big things coming off from the last two three games for Liverpool is Mohamed Salah getting back into goal scoring form. Like that is that is really important for them. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And one more player who's coming into his own is Jordan Frickin Anderson. How good has he he been like for the last two three games? Like he's been superb. Like I think he's been the best, their best midfielder in the last two three games. Like he just he's making space for Salah and uh, uh, Firmino, and just he's been superb. How how good has he been? Even? 
that liverpool team is full of leaders though like van dijk fabinho Yeah, exactly. <laughs> he's not a talent though. He's twenty-eight. Like, I don't know how much for. <laughs> yeah, like, and even Klopp has said, like, I feel his best position is number eight, not the number six, which he was playing for the last couple of seasons. But it's it's been great for Liverpool overall, and Naby Keita has also been quite good. Another shout out to him. Yeah, so it's it's looking great for Liverpool and uh, okay, let's get this. Who who do you think is going to win, Liverpool or Barca? But I don't think Barca needed to be at their best. Like against United, they were they didn't need to be at their best. They were just beating them. Okay, I, I'm I'm I'm. I I just feel they are. I, I'm putting my money on Barca. Just let's see then. Let's let's see. We'll have a great podcast about that then. So, okay. Now let's come. I'm. This this team has been the most impressive team. in europe like this ajax team is just so superb like i don't even know what to say they they went to turin and beat juventus they could have beaten them 5 5-1 i think if they would have taken their chances they went to the bernabeu and they just destroyed real madrid i think this this team is superb and uh, uh, this it, uh, Exactly like I said 5-1 like
yeah that that is the change has been sensational like it has just been I think they are favorites going into Tottenham. I really think with Son, Son, and Son uh, not playing the first leg. And uh, if they if they catch Liverpool or Barca on the wrong day, they could just destroy them. And I I didn't mean destroy them. Like seriously, Frankie De Jong. You just mentioned him. I think he's gonna be the best. He's gonna be one of the best midfielders in the world. He's already one of the best. I I just feel everything in this Ajax team just goes through him. Like his delivery to Tadic and Neres and Zayek, like it it's just superb. And I can't just wait to see him link up with Messi, Dembele at Barcelona. I I just think he's going to add a lot of yeah. and you know why they played this yeah and he can play all over the midfield like he can play an attacking midfield i i think he's he's just he's just very good yeah Yeah, and it's so sad to think like next year Delict is not gonna be there, De Jong is not gonna be there, Neres won't be there probably, Zayac is not gonna be there. I I don't think how many players are gonna be there. Like this is if they win this, it'll be just superb. Like it'll be the the final Monaco never had two years ago. Like this team reminds me of Monaco so much. Like of two years ago, like they were they were just blowing teams away. Yeah, Southampton as well. Like this team is really good, and it'll be great for them. Any any uh, comments on the Juventus side? Exactly, they were they were played out of midfield, like totally. No, and you talked about the midfield. Like you look at the first time Juventus entered the Champions League final with Allegri, they had Pirlo, Pogba, and Marquisio in midfield, and now. You look at Emre Can. Why is Emre Can playing? I really don't understand. Like he was shit for Liverpool. Yeah. 
Yeah, Aaron Ramsey. I think he's he's gonna be good. Like it's, uh, but Emirates and I don't think he was great for Liverpool. I think he's go he is even worse for Juventus. He doesn't fit the system, and even Matt Weedy, like he, he he's he's great defensively, but I don't think what he can give up uh, going forward. The only good player I think on in that midfield is Pjanic, and he was he off day sadly, but I don't think what much he could have done. Like it's it's gonna be. If they want to win the Champions League, Juventus they're gonna to have to make some big investments, I think. Okay, so then let's just move on to. Okay, any any uh thing in the Premier League that you want to talk about the coming games? Okay, great. Then let's just move into. Yeah, exactly. Let's just go then play a position by position. Like, uh, okay. Yeah, and you are doing the top six. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Been worth every penny. But uh, yeah. No, but uh, Heman, uh, you also have to take into account that City uh, dominate possession, so they would, they won't have to make that many tackles. That is.
the best player in the league. Luke Shaw also has had a Luke Shaw also Luke Shaw also had has had a good season like not not better than and Robertson of course but he was a good shout out. What about what about Torreira from Arsenal? He's been great as well. Yeah, he's tapered off. Yeah, like yeah. yeah.
if uh, if like city would have won the quadruple i think uh, you could, he could have easily come second in the ballon d'or re- re- voting after messi like he's not going to miss yeah Okay, so I have gone for a four-two-one, four-two-three-one, because uh, uh, the outside top six have a lot of holding midfielders, which I noticed right just like just now. So anyway, anyway, uh, so you're gonna. I have gone for a lot of like unconventional choices. So I think uh, it's gonna be great. So anyway, for goalkeeper, like uh, shout out to Rui Patricio and Fabianski, like person, uh, people who I. who people thought i was going to go with but i've gone for ben foster of watford i think he's been yeah he he's been so good for, and he's he's a great goalkeeper i agree but he this season has been so good like he he's a Yeah, like uh, uh, apart from the attack, like this, he's been one of the main reasons why they are in like number. I think they are in eighth position. I think uh, if I'm if I'm not wrong, eighth or ninth. But it's 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 because of him, like that they've gone uh, so far in the Premier League, and he's been superb this season. Uh, so yeah, I've I've gone for him. Uh, at right back, it was just obvious choice. There was no other choice except Juan Bissaka. I think Juan Bissaka. I think he's going to be the best right back the Premier League has seen in a very long time. Like. I think he has a greater ceiling than uh, Alexander Arnold and Kyle Walker. Like uh, that is a big statement to say, but he's just so great defensively and going forward also. Yeah, if he if he moves to a top six club like Arsenal are looking at him, if he moves even to uh, like Arsenal and Man United are looking at him, if he moves even to Spurs, I think he's going to be great under Pochettino. Like it's 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 going to be great for him. The future looks bright for Arun Van Bissaka. Just putting out some of the stats like. He's he's averaging four tackles and in interceptions per game. Like that is insane. Like that is, and he's been triple triple pass point three times per match. That is like uh, only Van Dyke has lower triple pass percentage than him. He's been so good this season. He and he's a stat monster. Like and that's why like I think every big club in the world is looking at him. 
and he's going to be one of the and uh, great right backs coming out of the premier league so center back is a position which i found like there are not there are not that many great outside the top uh, top 6 so i've gone for firstly i've gone for isar diop of west ham i think he's been superb this season and uh, west ham as a team haven't been that great defensively but diop has been great and i like his composure on the ball and his ball retention abilities and his ball playing abilities also so that's why i've gone for him and uh, for the second center back like uh, there were obvious choices like james stakowski nathan aki but i've gone for fabian share of newcastle united he's he's just been yeah he's he's come in the january transfer window i guess and he's just impressed me like a lot and yeah he's he's been great in the newcastle so in a newcastle setup which is pragmatic and defensive minded but you need to have great uh, center backs for doing that so left back there were like two glaring choices and uh, since i have gone for a more defensive minded uh, right back i thought uh, uh, the second choice of course was ben chilwell but uh, i have gone for a more attacking left back in lucas dean of everton he's been he's been really he's been really great his uh, crosses are coming out good his uh, he's, he has great uh, he has i think 2 2 or 2.5 key passes per game which is really good for a left back and uh, yeah he is he's not uh, that great defensively i'll agree but going forward i think he's one of the best in the premier league so now we come to the midfield too and one one of them is like clear really obvious i've gone for ruben neves he's been really good uh, like that's why it's, it's no wonder like why wolves brought him from ben- benfica and uh, why man city and man united also i think are looking at him like uh, it's no wonder like he's, he's he's great at playing at ball playing the only thing uh, he's not great at uh, great is at dribbling so that's why uh at my second uh, position i uh, at my second uh, no he he's he's too defensive minded to play with uh like uh, uh sorry he's too defensive minded to play with ruben neves so any guesses who have gone for no i could have gone for him but no okay that was the the not i i think you're going to be surprised hearing this name mario lamina from southampton he's 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 been he's been quite good yeah out quite out of the box like i could have gone for ndd and telemans like but uh, i i just thought there'll be too many lesser players in the team yeah but i i wanted to keep this like uh, like all, all most of the clubs should be represented like otherwise i could have just made this team up with less than wolves players so like uh, i have kept the leicester players at minimum otherwise it would have so uh, team full of leicester players so okay, anyway like mario lemina i think he's he's really good i think he's great at he's he's great he's a great dribbler first of all and he's great of course at the defensive and at end of teams as well but his uh, in, in the ralf fascinator system i think he and james watt browser just uh, playing really well together and he's he's a he he's a he was of course linked to arsenal in uh with i think it was last year or something but uh, i think he's he's a he's a great player for southampton and under ralf fascinator i think he's going to learn so so much next year so i'm looking forward to his development so uh, at number 10 i think it was such an easy choice like uh, i would like to give a shout out to gilfie sigurdsson but he's not had his best year and uh, apart from right back i think this was the easiest position for me it was sure and i, I had to make this number 10 role to accommodate this player because he's just too good to be left out i think you know who i'm talking about it's james madison yeah 
he he's he's just been so good for Leicester. He's 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 like he everything good about Leicester comes from him. Like he's the one who's for put putting out balls for Harvey Barnes and Jamie Vardy and Gray and Ian Acho when he plays. I don't think he's played in a long time. But uh, James Madison, he he's a uh, he's superb. Like his amount of his intelligence, yeah, his Ericsson like, and uh, his game intelligence at such a young age is superb. And he's going to be a great asset for England. And uh, the mo- thing that is more imp- inspired me inspired me most to pick him is like players from the Championship don't adapt to the Premier League very well. But he's come out from Norwich, I think, and he's just yeah, he's just come into this Leicester City team and he's fit in perfectly. And the only thing I don't like about him is he takes shots. He he just takes too many shots from outside the box. Like he's just too confident on his ability. But if he can limit that, I think it's gonna be good for him. So. In the left wing, I I had a I, if I would have gone with just stats, I would have picked Ryan Fraser. But I think there's a better player than Ryan Fraser in there. His name is Felipe Anderson, and he's he's been really good for West Ham. I don't think I need to say much. He's probably the best player outside the top six. Wouldn't you agree? I think many people agree with that. Talent wise, talent wise, I think he's the best. Yeah, and I was surprised when he came to West Ham. Like there were bigger options for him, but he's been good for West Ham. And I think if he can, if they can keep him, and if they get a good uh, striker next year, I think he can be really good for with linking up with them. And uh, okay, so we go on to right of right wing, and this was really quite hard for me because there are two very good players here. Uh, one of them is Gerard Lafayou, who I who was who was very. Sad to leave out of the team because he's been so good this season. But uh, it, it's it's his inconsistency that forces me to leave him out. And uh, so I've gone for David Brooks from Bournemouth. So he's he's been another yeah he's been another one of those players who's come out from the Championship, I think, and he's fitted right in. Like and he's 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 going to be a great asset for Wales in the coming fronts, and he's going to be good for he's he's already linked to. The big clubs like Spurs and Arsenal, and it's, I think he's going to be great for any of the clubs because he's a system player, and I think it'll be great for him. His future looks bright. He's great on the ball. He's great. He has good pace. He's great delivering crosses, and he has a great finishing. So it's just what you want in a winger all all around. So okay. Anyway, for my striker position, do you have any guesses here? No, no, I'm not going for any Wolves players either. Because no. It's not Jamie Vardy either. Like those, those would have been obvious. I think you picked him for that. No, I think you picked him for the team of the season in the when we did it first. Okay, I, I think one of us picked up then. Uh, okay, I'm just going to reveal it. It's Alexander Mitrovic from Fulham and. In 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 this uh, Fulham team that has been so bad, I think he's been the one guy who who's who's just consistently been good whenever he's playing. His shots per game is higher than Aguero, and this thing like shots per game doesn't mean anything unless you score goals. But his goal scoring has been great as well. And it's it's uh, the thing I like about him is if he plays in a bad like he is, uh, Fulham are not that 
technically gifted in the midfield or in the forward line, but he's still getting so many shots off. So imagine what he could be doing at a team which uh, like uh, which attack, which has more of the ball and is position dominant. So I think any any of the like outside top six teams who are looking for a strike, I think this should be their priority since Fulham are going down as well and he'll be leaving next.